بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا continue the explanation of Allah al-Maram the book of fasting we have reached hadith 547 and this is class number 16 hadith of Hamza bin Amr al-Aslami رضي الله عنه أنه قال يا رسول الله إني أجد في قوة على الصيام في السفر فهل علي جناح فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هي رخصة من الله فمن أخذ بها فحسن ومن أحب أن يصوم فلا جناح عليه رواه مسلم وأصله في المتفق عليه من حديث عائشة أن حمزة بن عمر سأل نريت الحمزة بن عمر Al-Aslami radiyallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him. He said, O Allah's Messenger, I find myself strong enough to fast while traveling. So is there any sin upon me if I fast? So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, It is a permission given by Allah, and whoever acts upon it has done well, and whoever desires to fast would not be guilty of sin reported by Muslim. Its basic meaning is found in Al-Bukhari and Muslim from Aisha's report that Hamza bin Amr had asked and then the hadith. Now, so he said, O Messenger of Allah, inni ajidu I find in myself uh, strong, or I find myself strong enough, uh, meaning no weakness to fast while traveling. فَهَلْ عَلَيَّ جُنَاحٍ is there a sin and blame upon me if I do, meaning if I fast? So the Messenger ﷺ replied, min Allah. It is a dispensation, a permit or permission, ruhsa from Allah. A permission, uh, linguistically and technically and legally, it means at tasheel. At tasheel meaning making things easy, making what's difficult easy or that which is thought to be difficult, to make it easy. Like, for example, combining the prayers and, uh, and when, there, when, when it's uh, rainy, then uh, when there is rain, then this is rukhsa. It's called rukhsa, meaning uh, permit. Why? Because in, in origin, each salah is to be done in its prescribed time. So, if it is called that people combine, then they may combine uh, either by doing the salah at uh, praying dhuhr and asr uh, at the time uh, of, uh, of dhuhr or delay that. Then this is a delay to asr. Then this is a permission. So it is made easy therefore for them to pray uh, the combined prayer uh, uh, in other than its uh, originally prescribed time. Uh, so therefore, uh, technically, uh, the meaning of ruhsa is as-suhula, ease, ease. And this is a clear meaning, alhamdulillah. فَمَنْ أَخَذَ بِهَا Then the Prophet ﷺ, after mentioning that it is in ease, given by Allah, and whoever acts upon it has done well has done well so his action is good or well and whoever man ahabba an yassum fala junaha alayhi and whoever desires to fast and he would not be held blameworthy or 
would not be guilty of sin. See here, he did not say, the Prophet ﷺ in the second part of the response, he said, whoever desires to fast, what? He didn't say, it is also well, you see. But rather he said, would not be guilty of sin. Why? So that the answer will be relevant to the question. Because when he asked the question, he said, so I so is there any sin upon me? So the second part of the answer of the Prophet ﷺ fits the question. You see what he said? He said, and whoever desires to fast, he didn't say it is well. You see? He said, would not be guilty of sin. So this hadith is reported by Muslim and its basic meaning is agreed upon from the hadith of Aisha. So this is from the Musnad of Aisha in As-Sahihain in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And in the Riwayat Muslim and in the narration of Muslim it is from Musnad uh, from Musnad Hamza on the authority of Hamza. The benefits from the benefits of this hadith uh, the keenness of the Sahaba Radwanullah alayhim to worship Allah on knowledge, based on knowledge and, 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 and evidence. Because Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he would have went uh, along with his uh, fasting or breaking of the fast, but he wanted to worship Allah based upon knowledge. And this is what the Muslim should do if there is a problem regarding the uh, ruling, he should ask about it. And he should not say as the ignorant ones say, as Allah spoke uh, about that in Surah Al-Ma'idah 5.101 those who use this verse improperly يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَشْيَاءَ إِنْ تُبْدَ لَكُمْ تَسْأَلُكُمْ or you believe, or you who believe. Some, many people, in fact, uh, if they are told, ask about such and such matter. Is it permissible or not permissible? He says, no, I will not ask. Because Allah says, لا تسألوا عن أشياء إن تبدى لكم تسؤكم Ask not about things which, if made plain to you, may cause you trouble. See, this is wrong. This, this position and this attitude is wrong. Because this ayah was revealed during the time of revelation, where it is feared that people will ask about things and then they will be made unlawful because of their inquiry or question. And therefore, they will be, these people will be uh, worse of criminals in, in, their, in, their, in their sin, rather. Uh, or they may ask about something and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it obligatory because of their uh, question. Just examine what happened, what happened with the, with the children of Israel. It happened with the children of Israel from the hardship which Allah put upon them. When their Prophet Musa alayhi salam said to them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُكُمْ أَن تَذْبَحُوا بَقَرَةً As in Surah Al-Baqarah, right? Allah commands you that you, what? Sacrifice a... a uh, or slaughter a, uh, a cow, right? W- what was their response? They asked all kinds of specifications about the cow. They said, call upon your Lord to tell us 
you know, what, what is this cow? What is it? Then they said, call upon your Lord uh, to make clear to us what is its color, right? Then they said, then they said, uh, call upon your Lord to make clear to us What does it do? So Allah made it hard upon them. If they had obeyed and slaughtered any cow, that would have been sufficient, right? In terms of the compliance. And also examine, uh, examine uh, the position of the Prophet ﷺ concerning the man who asked the Messenger ﷺ and he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, uh, every year, meaning concerning Hajj, when the Prophet ﷺ said, In Allah farad alaykum al Hajj, Allah ordained Hajj upon you, fahujju, then make Hajj. So he said, Every year, the Prophet ﷺ said, Law qultu, and he denounced what he said. He said, Law qultu na'am, if I would have said yes, then it would be obligated upon you and you will not be able to do it Al-Hajj Marra Hajj is once Fama Fahwa Tatawa and what's more is voluntary Is that clear? No. So therefore therefore what's uh, obligated what's obligated on on the Muslim if there is any problem he should ask uh, about it and he should not say as these people you know say uh, ask not about things if it would uh, uh, don't, don't ask or ask not about things if made plain to you you may cause, may cause you trouble no. and nowadays you find some people they do acts that are forbidden uh, which will invalidate the worship and they don't ask except after what years had passed although there are consequences great consequences for their um, ignorance, for their ignoring the asking about these matters. The next benefit from this hadith, uh, the indication of lifting the fasting upon the, uh, of the traveler. When Hamza said, إِنِّي أَجِدُ فِيَّ عَلَى الصِّيَامِ I find strength in me to fast. So we understand from this <coughs> that fasting has been lifted from the traveler because of the issue of hardship and weakness. Especially when the means of transportation in the past were very difficult. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the next benefit is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bestows favor upon his slaves by way of making things easy. Because the Prophet ﷺ said in response, هِيَ رُخْصَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ This is a permission to make things easy from Allah. The next benefit, that whatever is legislated uh, as a permission, uh, it is permissible to, uh, it is permissible uh, to do what may oppose it 
and uh, is difficult as long as there is no prohibition. As long as there is no prohibition. Because he said this is a permit from Allah. Whoever takes by it, then this is well. And whoever, and whosoever does not take by it, and likes to fast, then there is no harm on him. No sin on him. This here, this here, uh, gives preponderance to the saying of the majority of the scholars that shortening the salah, that shortening the salah in the travel is not an obligation. Why? Because there are some uh, people of knowledge who say that the shortening of the salah in the suffer is an obligation. Is an obligation. But the preponderant opinion is that, and this is the position of the majority of the scholars, that it is not an obligation to shorten the prayers and the trouble. And those who want that it is an obligation, they took as evidence the hadith of Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said, Salah in the beginning, when it was, and when it was uh, ordained as an obligation in the beginning, it was ordained as two rak'ah. Then after the Prophet ﷺ migrated, then the salah in resident increased, while the salah in travel stayed on the original obligation. You see that? It was two rak'ah only in every prayer, both when in resident or on journey, she said. Then the prayers offered on journey remained the same, but the rak'ah of the prayers for the non-traveler, for the resident, were increased. So they said, but this, this cannot be taken as proof, meaning then the prayers offered on journey remained the same. It doesn't mean that it remained the same as an, as an obligation. It, it remained the same, meaning it did not increase. You see that? It did not increase. And the text and the flow and the context is clear. When she said, but the rak'ah of the prayers for the non-travelers were increased. So. And this does not therefore indicate the obligation to limit it to two rak'ah. That it is an obligation to, uh, to uh, shorten the salah. Uh, clear? Uh, clear? And the evidence for this is that the Sahaba, the Sahaba, when they <coughs> uh, objected to the completion by Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, completing the Salah in Mina, making it for Raka'ah, when they objected to Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu's, uh, completion of the Salah in Mina, they prayed, they prayed for Raka'ah uh, led by Uthman. You see, they prayed for Raka'ah led by Uthman. Had shortening been an obligation, what it would not have been permissible for them to pray it for. Clear? It would not have been permissible for them to pray it for. 
Now, in the next benefit, in this hadith there is refutation of the Jabriya, the Jabriya deviant sect, Jabriya, those who claim that man is compelled, having no will, no free will whatsoever. How this is deduced? Can someone tell me? Can someone tell? Okay. It is a permission given by Allah, the Prophet said, and whoever acts upon it has done well, and whoever desires to fast would not be guilty of sin. This indicates that the person can do by his choice. Right? Based on his choice. And this is therefore refutation of this uh, deviant sect. This is a matter, and no one can have a doubt concerning this, not to mention a, a scholar or a believer. But the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give him light, then he will not have light. Then in the next uh, narration from Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhuma, qal, rukhisa al-shaykh al-kabir, ويطعم عن كل يوم مسكينا بحديث 548 عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال رخص للشيخ الكبير أن يفطر ويطعم عن كل يوم مسكينا ولا قضاء عليه رواه الدار قطني والحاكم وصححه Narrated Ibn Abbas that permission was given for an old man to break his fast in Ramadan and feed a poor for every day. And no makeup, no makeup, no qada is required of him. Reported by Abdullah Qutni and Al Hakim, both of whom authenticated it. The old, the elderly, the old man. Rukhisa. Permission was given. No. Uh, the court, the one who gave the permission is not mentioned. So who is the one who permitted? Allah. No. Allah subhanahu wa And Shaykh al-Kabir, the old man, he, he, you see that he said, Shaykh, Shaykh, and then he said al-Kabir. Why? Because the term Shaykh may be uh, given uh, to indicate uh, to indicate uh, a title relevant to knowledge, or a title relevant to honor, or a title relevant to wealth. Although the person, the Shaykh, may not be an elder, may not be old. You understand? Clear. Okay. Let's say yes. He said here, Al-Shaykh Al-Kabir. Al-Shaykh Al-Kabir. Al-Kabir old. Al-Shaykh. If we say that the term Shaykh is general, right, which can be a title uh, given to some who are people of knowledge, right? or people of honor, uh, and, and people of wealth, even though they may not be old. This, if we say that it, 
covers that. But if we say that it is not, then the term kabir, the old, will be just as a clarification, will be a clarification only, or an interpretation. Now, um, given permission to break his fast, and then to feed a poor for every day, and no qada, no makeup on him. Why? Because his excuse is continuous. It's not likely to be what likely to go away. Clear. It's not likely to go away. So, in this hadith, which is attributed to Ibn Abbas and it is uh, or it is يعني, raised to Ibn Abbas the saying of Ibn Abbas or it is in ruling raised to the Prophet there are benefits in this that it is not binding upon the elderly the old man to fast. And this is restricted if it is difficult upon him. You see, this is restricted, you know, to the situation when it is difficult for him to fast. But if it is not difficult for him to fast, then it is binding upon him to fast because he is not considered ill, nor he is considered a traveler. You understand this? So therefore, we say that uh, the elderly, the old man, it is not binding upon him to fast. What? This is restricted, meaning as long as it is not, as long as it is hard upon him. But if it is not hard upon him, then it is binding upon him to fast. Because he is not an ill, nor he, nor is he, or he is a traveler. You see that? If he cannot, it's difficult for him, then in this case, he feeds for, he feeds a poor for the next benefit we learn from this hadith, then the one whose excuse is continuous, then there is no fasting on him. However, he should, what? He should feed for every day a poor person comes in. And it is not likely to be cured like in the case of cancer we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us if he is unable to fast because of this illness then it's inevitable upon him to feed then it's a must upon him to feed you understand so this no and this therefore brings the issue of the uh, ill person and fasting. Uh, the ill person whose illness is hoped to be 
healed has three situations has three situations to it first meaning to, with respect to fasting first that fasting is not difficult upon him and is not harmful to him then it is an obligation upon him to fast he has no excuse therefore to break the fast this is the first situation is that clear طيب. second situation if fasting becomes difficult on him but it does not harm him then he can break the fast because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ Surah Al-Baqarah 185 Whoever of you was ill or on a journey then عِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ then they can make up for that from other days the same number of days meaning from other days yes and it is disliked for him to fast it is disliked for him to fast with difficulty because in this way he will be relinquishing the permit which Allah gave him and he will be uh, torturing himself and in the hadith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah loves that his permissions to be taken as he dislikes that his sins be done meaning to sin, to commit sins and this hadith is reported by Imam Ahmad and Ibn Hibban and Ibn Khuzayma there is some irregularity in its chain of narrations but it has supporting evidences from the hadith and also from the foundations of Sharia. So this is the second condition, the second situation. The third situation, if fasting is harmful on him, then it is a must for him to break the fast. And it is not permissible for him to fast. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِكُمْ رَحِيمًا In Surah An-Nisa, verse 29. وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِكُمْ رَحِيمًا And kill us yourselves. And nor kill one another. Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most merciful to you. And also because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Baqarah to 195 ولا تقتلوا أنفسكم ولا قال ولا ولا تلقوا بأيديكم إلى التهلكة ولا تلقوا بأيديكم إلى التهلكة and don't throw yourselves into destruction and because the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said إن لنفسك عليك حقا surely yourself has a right upon you which is rated in Al-Bukhari and from its right is that you don't cause harm to it when you have a permit from your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also because 
of the saying of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la darara wa la dirar no harm and, that, and no reciprocating of harm and this is reported by Ibn Majah and Al-Hakim Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah said it has a chain of narrations that strengthen each other and if an illness occurs to him during the month of Ramadan while he is fasting and it becomes difficult upon him to complete then it is permissible for him to break the fast why? because the permit to break is there the legal permit and if he is cured during the day of Ramadan while he had break his fast it is not correct for him to fast that day because he began his day uh, as what someone who was uh, not fasting from the beginning of the day and the correct opinion it is not also required from him to refrain because he started his day eating and we spoke about this element before and if it is affirmed in the medicine and by the people of medicine physicians that fasting uh, may bring illness cause illness or delay healing then it is permissible for the individual to break the fast in order to preserve his health and to ward off the illness and if he hopes that this it is hoped that this will be this will go away meaning his illness then he waits until so then he makes up the days he broke the fast but if he does not hope that this will end then in this case he can break the fast and feed a poor uh, person for each day he broke now what about if the ill person dies and there is fasting still upon him or some days in fasting the foundation is that foundation is that listen carefully please to this that making up these days on behalf of him is allowed if when he was alive was able to fast but didn't but he didn't however if he was not able then there is no make up on him let us give examples to these situations these important matters that we need to know of 
if he becomes ill in Ramadan. If he becomes ill in Ramadan. An illness whose cure is possible or likely. And so he broke the fast for the rest of the month. And the illness continued. The illness continued until he died. Then there is nothing upon him. No makeup, no feeding. Is that clear? Is that clear? Then there is no makeup and no feeding. Why? He was not able he was not able to, to do, right? According to the foundation, now remember that? He was not able. The illness continued and he died. So there's nothing on him. So if a person if a person becomes ill in Ramadan, for example, on the twentieth, on the twentieth of Ramadan, an illness whose likelihood is that it's curable. And after the Eid, he became healthy. Then he stayed for one month or two and then died. Now, in this case, in this situation, makeup on his behalf is the case. Right? Right? Why? Because he stayed for time alive and was able. Right? Was able, but he didn't. So in this case, in this case, yes, a makeup on his behalf is required, or is, you know, is, uh, is done but such, in such a way to make up those days which he was able to do but he didn't. Example. Listen carefully. He broke the fast for 10 days in Ramadan and was cured on Eid. And then he died a month later. In this case, how many days if someone now volunteers to make up on his behalf? How many days? Ten days. You see, ten days. He was able to do the ten, but he didn't, right? He was able to, to do the ten in this case, what he didn't. So, 10 days can be made if someone from his um, wali or relative volunteers. 
But if someone does not volunteer on his behalf, then feeding on his behalf is to be made from his, from his, from what he left, the inheritance. Clear? To be taken from his inheritance. To feed. But suppose he does not have, suppose he didn't leave inheritance, and someone else volunteers to feed on his behalf, then it is okay. And if there is none at all, then there is nothing upon him. His case is with Allah. Clear so far? He was cured on the day of Eid. And he died a month later, right? Now suppose, you see, he owes how many days? He owes how many days? He owes how many? Ten. Okay. Suppose he dies on the sixth day. How many days to be made on his behalf for him now? Five. Exactly. Five. Yes. These are the days which he was able to do, but he didn't. Because he died on the sixth. Clear? So we also learn, we also learn that the fasting, these make-up days on his behalf by his wali or his relative, is recommended, but not obligated. Is recommended, but not obligated. And there is no difference whether this make-up applies to the obligatory fast in Sharia, which is the fasting of Ramadan, or other than that, from the obligatory, like the fasting to fulfill a vow or an expiation. No difference in terms of the make-up. However, one should remember that the wali or the relative does not make up for voluntary fast. Right. So therefore, the feeding with respect to the elderly, old man, who cannot fast because it is hard upon him, is to feed. And there is no make up on him. Feed a poor person for each day he broke. So if the month was 30 days, he should feed 30 poor people. And if the month was 29, he should feed 29. What about if he feeds one poor person and repeat the feeding on him? Is this valid? Is this valid? Repeat the the feeding on the same person. It is not. It is not. Because for each day there should be one poor. This is clear if we have poor people. Right? But in case there is only one miskin, one poor, what should he do? 
should he feed him for one day and say, oh, what about the rest? Okay, I couldn't feed uh, because I have only one. So the rest of the days drop off. Or should we say, repeat the food in this case for each day on him? Huh? Which one? Repeat. In this case, he repeats the food on him. Because if we say by the first opinion, then in this case we will drop the fasting. As to what constitutes the, uh, the food, anything that is considered to be uh, food is sufficient. So therefore, if he gathers ten poor people and feeds them one from the one night of the nights of Ramadan, let's say on the night of the 11th, that would be sufficient for, five, for, for the 10 days which he missed. You understand? That would be sufficient. And so on. And Anas bin Malik, Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, when he became old, and could not fast, he gathered 30 poor people and fed them bread in addition to anything eaten with bread for the whole of Ramadan. Clear? That's what Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu did. Now what about if you if you feed no bread and uh, what's eaten with bread, which is called Adam. What's eaten with bread? Cooked meat, cooked food, soups mixed with, you know, any meal. Um, suppose he fed thirty poor people the first night of Ramadan. Would that be sufficient? Would that be sufficient the first night? No. Why? Because up till now there isn't, any, there isn't anything affirmed uh, in his responsibility. So we say to him, wait. However, you may feed a person for each day, day by day. And you may delay and make it like three-thirds. On the eleventh, you feed for the tenth, and so on. Or, you combine everything and do them on the last day. One feeding. You understand? For thirty people. As in the case of Anas, radiallahu anhu. If there are many awliya or relatives, then they, make a, they can make up in one single day. He had ten relatives. And he had ten days. Yes, ten people fasting, you know, on one day. This is, however, applicable if the fasting is 
of the type where, rather, where succession is not a condition. If the fasting is of the type where succession is a condition, then it's a must to have one person making the makeup or fasting the makeup on his behalf. Wallahu ta'ala ala wa alam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslima kathira.